0: All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So today's message, we're gonna talk about high school secrets. We're gonna talk about the high school world. We're gonna talk about the high school as is. And and who this message is really dedicated to are uh, not just the parents, and the uh, uh, teachers and the mentors that connect very well with, you know, our high school age kids, but also those that do not. You know, it's it's for those that do connect well and those that do not. And last, not certainly least, I, I want to make sure we connect very well with these teens, you know, 14 year old, 15 year old me. And the the 15 and, you know, 16 and 17, 18, 19-year-olds that are in high school now. You know, whether you just graduated a coronavirus kid or you're going to graduate, you know, later in, in 2024, 2025. So the way I got to starting to think about this was I'm driving, you know, a little bit after coffee. Uh, you know, there's before coffee and after coffee. <laughs> so I'm driving after coffee one morning and I started to see this, uh, you know, mom taking her daughter to school. And the reason why I know is taking to school. We we're at the stoplight just before you turn to go to the high school. And uh, this girl just looks so lifeless. She just looks so unhappy to be in that passenger seat. She just looked like if you could just get me out this MF car Like, you know, like talking through your teeth kind of mad. Sleepy gunk in the eye. She looked half awake. And I'm thinking, be happy, be joyful, be excited. Let's go. You're young. No stress. No knee surgeries. No bills. Your only care is high school. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I don't know that for sure, do I? Then I got to thinking, man, I remember being in that passenger seat. I remember being that kid where, you know, it it doesn't always stay this way. But in the beginning, I was just like, I am not happy to be going to this thing at all. I didn't even want to go to this high school. (laughs) And for those of you that don't know, I mean, this is in my personal life. Some of the people that I am still connected to from my high school, even right now, some of us are closer now than when we were in high school. And they are feeding me royally, greatly in their friendships and mentoring. It's beautiful. So after taking the time to like sit and think about, you know, this girl and her interaction, I'm like, wow, what, what, what makes it better? Like what makes the connection where you go from sympathy to empathy? Because I feel like that's the biggest difference. Sympathy is the long-handled spoon. Sympathy is, oh, you'll be all right. I was in high school too. Oh yeah, yeah shake it off. You'll be fine, Just study harder. You know, sympathy is a fortune cookie. Sympathy is a hallmark card. Empathy is being able to take a blank card and fill that thing out so well that people are crying by the time they end, you know, get to the end of the card. Empathy is being able to look, talk, and connect with someone where others didn't. Empathy is being able to tell a real life story where those teens can connect where they are today to where you came from and see it so much better, so much stronger. This is the American uh, uh, spectrum of movies. This is the empathy. And I feel like those parents, uh, those teachers, those coaches, those mentors that connect very well, Um, I don't think it's because they're doing anything magical. I don't think they're better salesmen. I just believe wholeheartedly that it's not that they believe what they're saying and they don't take what their kids are saying as, as the truth. It's that they know how to combine it, wrap it up, blend it up, put my thing down, flip it and reverse it, and package it up so that these kids can take a bite out of reality in a way where they're just they're stuck with it, you know? And I'm just going to put it like this, because I wanted to be so uh, cordial. I wanted to be such a gentleman with the way I approach this message, with the way I approach this podcast. And I, I can't, I, I hate to say it. I, I really can't because The whole heart of this message, empathy, not sympathy, is ultimately what connected to me as a kid. Um, You do need people in your life that can connect with you, that can speak to you. Because a lot of times parents that haven't really had a chance to develop themselves in the art of communication and uh, uh, passing on a perspective well, I mean, let's just be honest, whoever you were in your high school is who you're going to excel at parenting. If your kid is not like you in high school, it's going to be rough. (laughs) If you were a nerd in high school and you got a a four star quarterback jock that every girl worships, you're not going to know how to parent him. You you guys are from the same uh, uh, DNA, but you're different worlds. So I was like sitting thinking, I was like, well, why is it that certain parents, teachers, coaches, mentors have that empathy and that connection and others don't? Is it that they're afraid to talk, that they're afraid to get real, that they're afraid to expose themselves? It might be one of those or all of them. So let's just start with the high, high school hierarchy. What are the most important things and what does that get you when you become old and start to see all all your kids go to uh, high school or junior high or you, you know you're you're raising babies yourself and you're older what do these things get you when you're later in life let's make the connection from the then to the now popularity sex partying then school that's really the hierarchy that we're looking at in high school now please tell me i'm lying Go and watch the movie, Juice. Go and watch the movie, Boys in the Hood. Um, Go and watch the movie, uh, She's All That. Or Jawbreaker. Or Election. Or American Pie. Or Varsity Blues. Or Bring It On. That's when we got to see Gabrielle Union and uh, Kirsten Dunst uh, rise to to fame. Um, Clueless. I mean, who didn't identify with these girls? You had uh, the Alicia Silverstone character. You had the Stacy Dash character, then you had the Nicole Murphy character, rest her soul, peace to her. The Breakfast Club, it's a classic, it's timeless. Where you got the, the, the dirty, messy, loser kid. Then you got the, the athlete, star athlete kid. Then you got the misunderstood, weird, gothic, emo, stay away from that kind of person girl. Then you got the popular girl, the pretty girl. The girl that's worshipped and adored every time she walks down the halls. Then you got the nerdy kid. (laughs) And to be honest, um, you're looking at shows like Saved by the Bell or uh, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, high school age. Um, Then you get to like the movies like Spider-Man. You know, you got Tom Holland doing a great job as Spider-Man, where Marvel was very smart to do this because you do need to key into that audience. That's empathy. The whole world isn't filled with superheroes that are over 45. Some of them are young. Um, Mean Girls. All of these shows, all these movies. Carrie. Carrie's a horror movie, but it's old school gold. Um, I mean, you got all these movies and shows to pull from. You know, Riverdale. uh, Even in Black Lightning. um, the, The youngest daughter. Uh, Her character goes through a lot in in her high school time. Back to the Future. All these characters go through so much in their time. And this is the empathy. The empathy ultimately allows you to tell a better better story. Sympathy says, look at the yearbook. That's the long-handled spoon version of this is what high school is. Empathy is... Maybe you should watch Remember the Titans. Maybe you should watch the movie Pride. Maybe you should watch, you know, Ferris Bueller. You know, Days and Confused. <laughs> uh, what was Superbad? <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> you know, there's all these movies, um, great shows, Thirteen Reasons Why, and let me just let me just go ahead and say this. 13 Reasons Why I got a lot of slack. They were attacked hardcore heavy because mental health specialists, and I know because one of them is a good friend of mine, did not want to condone this movie because it a lot of in many ways emphasizes and glamorizes suicide, which it should never. What they were trying to do is tell a story. So you do have to watch it together. I recommend parents and kids watch it together if you haven't already. Watch it together. I mean, Rami and Michelle's High School Reunion, um, Can't Hardly Wait, one of my favorites. And then, you know, I'm not afraid to watch, you know, the new stuff now. Um, Because when I'm watching the movie, it puts me back in that time frame of when I was one of those kids. You know, because I had to bounce around all the worlds because I didn't really have one specific (laughs) Team, I was on all the teams Let's be popular, let's be athletic Let's hang out with the Mexicans Let's, you know, hang out with this person That person, like I had to hang out with everybody Because my brain, the way I work I've always been like this But it really, the high school world Is popularity It's sex It's partying, and it's school So let's deal with it Let's just deal with it out in the open (sighs) Ah, That popularity machine never dies. And mom, dad, high school kid, whomever you are listening to this, you know, 15-year-old Wayne, I'm even saying this to my younger self, um, that popularity never dies. Popularity is one of the greatest tools, marketing and sales tools that we have um, in our American markets. It's how Nike and Adidas and ABC, NBC, Disney, uh, popularity is how all of these companies and all of these, you know, major networks, um, keep everybody employed. It's how they keep, you know, the lights on and it's how they continue, you know, to keep everybody's pockets fat, all popularity in a nutshell, um, is what helps all of these, uh, businesses and, uh, Profits continue to just flow and and grow through time. So popularity is is ever-present. Now, here's the problem. In our popularity, (laughs) we don't always find the, the true value in it. So that's the problem. In our popularity, we don't know if there's any real value in it. Um. Right now, all of your friends might really like who you are and who you're hanging around with and who you're talking to. But in the years to follow, I'm here to tell you 10, 20 years later, um, that popularity dies. And we need to be able to speak to this as parents that just telling somebody don't hang out with this kid doesn't really speak to the why. Like, this is why there's nerds, there's geeks, there's hot, you know, hot girls, hot boys. Um there's all these different groups, especially if you went to my high school, there's everything. So there's all these different groups at schools or just a couple groups at schools, and the popularity is the number one deception. It is the number one liar because how popular you are in high school does little to nothing for you later on in life. It doesn't help you make money. It doesn't improve your grades. It doesn't help you apply for jobs, it doesn't help you run business. it doesn't help you do anything unless you're in charge of it. I'll say it again, it doesn't help you do anything unless you're in charge of it. Being popular for being a guy that falls down a flight of stairs that's only great if people make money or uh, people do a goFundMe and raise money for you. So anybody can be popular, but like do you really want to walk through those high school doors? As the the popular kid because you fell down a flight of stairs? No, you don't. What about being popular because you got a full-ride scholarship somewhere with a 4.0? That is besting every world. You have bested the academic world, which is why we come to school. And you've bested uh, the sports world, which is one of the hardest things to do. It's its own genius. It's, it's not exactly easy to be able to walk, dribble, shoot, all these high-functioning things with the body. That's not easy. And a lot of these guys in the NBA and the NFL, they're doing all these high-function things with heavier, stronger bodies, which require much more blood. It requires much more energy. It requires much more calories. I mean, some of these guys are on 6,000-calorie diets, and they're ripped. They have toned abs. Everybody else, it just turns to fat. So popularity is a beast. It is a beast. Get on and get thrown off. That's just, I'm, I'm just going to tell you that that is. Uh, uh, that, that's just how it is. You can get on it. You can try to ride it. But that the popularity beast is so large. It's so big. It's a respecter of no one. In your high school, you could be the most popular dude, the most popular woman. And because of that height (laughs) of popularity, the second you do something wrong, the boy breaks up with you. The girl breaks up with you. You get in a fight. You, I don't know, embarrass yourself out in public. Because of your height of popularity, now you got to change schools because your name is bad. Popularity does not come with safety. It doesn't come with a safety net. So being the most popular kid in high school is is essentially the wrong thing to aim for. Because when you leave and you're, you know, 20 and 30 and 40 years old, the only thing you're going to be able to do with that popularity is add Facebook friends or add people on Instagram. Because if people hate you and don't like you, like, this is what I saw. Go to your 10-year reunion. Go to your 20-year reunion. A lot of people won't come back. Now, a lot of it is because they got stuff going on. They might be making money. They're in business. They're already traveling. They've got kids. Nobody cares. It's You're not that important to them. Like, that's the real test. 10, 20 years later your high school reunion comes up, you're thinking that everybody's going to come back and roast you or love you or be the same person that they were. They're not. <laughs> they are not. They're not at all. So you're going to see people come back. And and this was like really hard for me. It was a blessing because I made some, you know, amazing turnarounds in my life. Um, but there's so many people that are gonna be afraid to come back because they use their popularity to just be popular and made no money. <laughs> all that popularity, wearing those Jordans and trying to be the prettiest girl or trying to be the the biggest tough guy or be the loudest guy to make stupid noises. Um, all of that stuff that they were trying to be to be popular or funny. Ended up making them more embarrassed and depressed as adults. Because that's just the thing. Like, I hope, you know, parents, kids, like, please listen to me. Everything you're doing in high school is setting you up to make a certain amount of money, whether you're going to high school or not. The people are college or not. The people that I work with now do not have college degrees, and I get to take plans to them for buildings and all types of things. They knew when they were out of high school, they needed to get um, a certain amount of, of training or a license, and they can go install plumbing or electricity or walls or frames or buildings. They went right into construction as a foreman or uh, went into the Army or the Navy or the military and got right to it. College is for people that need the certifications necessary to get certain jobs. It's It's not for athletes. I hate to, I know that sounds bad, but college is not for athletes. College is for, really, for people that need more certification to get a job. That's why so many doctors and and lawyers and uh, people in the medical world need to go to college. All that undergrad stuff, the math, or I I shouldn't say uh, uh, math like it's not important, it is. Um, But like, English It's good to be able to tell a story, especially in the operating room. Um, But there are some some of those courses that they're going to end up taking mean little to nothing to uh, their degree. But. These kids spent so much time focusing on the popularity that now all they can do is be embarrassed. So they don't show their face on Facebook very much. They don't comment on Facebook or Instagram very much. They really can't come back to their reunion. Or they were so upset with how they were treated in high school because of the popular people. They just said, F that, screw that. I don't know. Like I'm never going back to that. These people were horrible. And because of that popularity machine, what you're now looking at is somebody that 10 and 20 years later hates you. That's why a lot of people, they, they can't come back, because if they embarrass themselves after saying all that trash, all that trash talk, all that I'm better than you, all that mean girl stuff. If after all that, <laughs> like you're embarrassed to come back or you hurt people so bad that, you know, if you if you set foot at that reunion. And all the people that you hurt are standing there looking at you. If you know they're going to be there, you can't go. That's way too much of a risk. You might get ran out of there. I'm going to tell you like this. No mom or dad wants to go home from their high school reunion beat up (laughs) because of some stuff they did as a 15-year-old or 18-year-old. So, yeah. Yeah. The popularity is the biggest disguise uh, for failure. It is the biggest temptation of high school, and it should be dealt with accordingly. Um, High school is supposed to gear you up to learn how to think in different scenarios. That's all those different classes are. There's about 10 or 20 different jobs that can come from each one of those classes. Um, That's just me just randomly saying it. There's probably more than that. Um, but it's really preparing you to get out in the world and do some things. And if you're not listening to your parents and you're not listening to their advice to get a good education, to you know get that diploma and apply yourself to the adult world or go to college, you'll never make more money than them. That's the real embarrassment. When your parents can say what they're saying because they make more money than you, you have no voice. <laughs> Like, that's the most embarrassing thing. You shouldn't be embarrassed that you live at home with your mom or your dad or that you're, you're still a teenager. Don't be embarrassed about that. Be embarrassed that you don't have a plan. <laughs> like, your mom and dad are probably being nice to you or they don't know how to explain it. Your mom and dad are probably being really nice to you or they probably don't know how to explain it. These bills, they stack up. I mean, you've got the lights. You've got the water, you've got your car insurance, um, your maybe homeowner's insurance. Um, you know, all that is kind of bundled through your car insurance, too. Um, you know, you've got the mortgage, you've got daycare, you've got taxes, you've got cable and TV, and then you've got the money it takes. So if you have a car note, you're paying that off. Um, yeah, like the various services, you're paying off a loan, paying off debt. Um, There's all these things where I really wish every high school kid from freshman year to senior year had to understand how to make a budget. Because when you go try to spend that money, you got to know how much you cost. How much does food cost? How much does all this stuff, how much do I cost compared to what I make per month? That's the real tragedy. And like I'm saying, it's not it's not embarrassing to be in high school at all. It's not embarrassing to be young and make mistakes at all. That's not embarrassing. What's embarrassing is not listening to your parents or someone that's giving you a quality plan and not making more money than them. If you haven't put yourself in a position to make more money than your parents and take all of their wisdom and take everything that they're sharing with you, that's the real embarrassment. It's I'm telling you, it's bad. Be- and let me just say this. If you've had to do it on your own, because there's some people listening to this message, they had to do it all on their own. You know, their parents were trash. So, let's just say it like it is. And I, I, parents, I think we need to be willing to admit that. I think too often we want to hear, well, I'm a parent, so I'm I'm the boss. I'm right. Well, we're not always right. There's some times where I, I got to sit down and Pinterest or ask some questions and ask the doctor, hey, is this the right thing to do? Or is this the right thing for this age? Sometimes you, you want to keep that knowledge, wisdom and understanding flowing. You don't want to close it in a box where it's sealed up and it has the same age for life. I get should grow and evolve with the four seasons. So some kids did not have the parents you have. And this is why I'm saying this. Some parents uh, 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 weren't in their kids' lives or did not treat them well or abused them or hurt them repeatedly. So when you get to school and you waste your time and energy on all this stuff, and then you got kids at the school that have little, like half or 25% of what you have as far as motivation and support, Now you're really going to be embarrassed in the future because when they make something with their lives and all they had was grandma giving them support and grandma died the second they turned 21, they have no support network and they're doing better than you. Now you're really going to feel bad. But here's the thing. And parents, please feel me when I say this. The age that the brain is finally matured. It's not freshman year of high school. It's not senior year of high school or at 18 when they can buy cigarettes. It's not even 21 when we're allowed to buy alcohol. It's 28. That is the age when we can finally buy, or I'm sorry, our brain has finally matured to a place where the thoughts are mature, everything is mature, it's good. So parents, please don't take it so hard on yourselves. You need help. And these kids, they're going to need you to understand why, like, why, Mom, why, why are you reading books? Why do you read Brene Brown? Why do you read TED Talks? Why do you read T.J. T.D. Jakes or Suze Orman or uh, uh, Joel Olstein Or, like, why are you reading uh, Millionaire Makeover or uh, what you would call it? Um, what's the guy? Uh, the Money Makeover. uh God, I can't remember his name. It'll come to me. But they need to know. like, Because if you're a hypocrite, and kids will see this quick, parents, let's be honest, we do this. If you're bold at home and a punk at work and your kid sees that, they need to know why. You got to explain that. Like, hey, he pays the bills. So my boss, she or he can afford to talk to me like that. You cannot. You want to do better than me in school, then yeah, then I'll listen to you. But your grades aren't better than mine in high school and you have no plan. So <laughs> it's like you, you don't want to be mean to them, but you got, hey, like you need a better plan. I'll listen to you when you have a better plan and when you have better grades and when you set yourself up to, you know, to do better. But they need the real story. Mom, dad, why do you act the way you do? Why are you so stressed? Why are you talking to me the way you do? You know, why are you reading 48 Laws of Power? Why are you reading 7 Habits of Highly Successful People? Why are you reading How to Win Friends and Influence People? Why are you reading all these books? Why'd you read Rework? Now, this is for the parents. If your kid is not asked for help, they don't know how. If they don't have a 4.0 or a 3.5 K through 12, they're not going to have it. We have 2% of the athletes from the From high school and football, I'm sorry, basketball and football that make it into the NBA and NFL. So if they don't know how to ask, they don't know how. They don't. We're not at 28 yet. They're not a grown man or a grown woman. They can emphasize things very well. They can put the right emphasis on the right syllable. (laughs) You know, they can emphasize things very well. They might be very intelligent, but there's going to be a lot of things that go unchecked. And then I want you to think back as your high school self. Would you have been able to speak like a 40 year old or a 50 year old in that 18 year old body? In that 15 year old body? What 15 year old do you take orders from? What 18 year old do you have as a boss? What 15-year-old or 18-year-old do you see making decisions as a shark on Shark Tank? It takes knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And and this is why I'm saying this. They're not going to know how to ask. And these kids are going to take the person that introduces them to everything as the link and as the teacher. The first person to teach this kid the first kiss. Losing virginity academics, athletics, whatever it is. You, you grow up thinking, oh, every math teacher is like this. Every history teacher is like this. Or every uh, English teacher is like this, which a lot of them are a lot alike, but some of them are different. And with that change of perception, you grow a little bit, don't you? If, if you've had good teachers or you were a good student. But here's the thing. This is why I'm saying this, parents. In that hierarchy of high school, The second biggest thing is sex. And if your kids aren't programmed the right way to go out into the world and see the world for what it is, they start off and push off out of the starting blocks thinking that sex is something that it completely is not. So you know what? I'm going to take a little pause. We're going to come back. You can come back to part two and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what it is in the high school realm, the high school hierarchy of what sex really is. All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast. We are talking about the high school world, high school secrets, the high school realm. And the second thing in that hierarchy is sex. And I mean, this is a time where kids, hopefully they haven't lost their virginity yet, plan on doing it. Um, they're partying, they're drinking and school oftentimes becomes the bottom of the list of priorities in high school. Now why is this? Why is this? Now, in our puberty and when women get their you know period, um, women tend to develop mentally faster than men. I believe this is why the, the, the drama is so heightened for ladies and it, it's why in your emotional intelligence, And your high IQ to uh, multitask and manage all these things, you also pull in, with your superpowers, you pull in more drama as well. It's it's a double-edged sword. It's like one end will chop very well, but you got to be careful when you pull that sword back that you don't nick yourself. So, in the world of sex... For me, <clears throat> I'm just gonna make it very simple. It's these three things. You only having sex for three reasons. Um, number one is to be fruitful and multiply, like the good book says. This is how we've kept life on this planet. This is how we've populated. This is how we've grown our families. And if you look back on your family tree, you can honestly say thank you if you see you know a good family tree. The number two, second reason. Um, is for marriage. Sex is for marriage. And, you know, if you are married and you're not having sex, then you're wrong. <laughs> I'll say it again. If you are married and you're not having sex, then you are wrong. This is the bond, the glue that keeps you together. You want to know how to shut porn down? You want to know how to shut Ashley Madison down? You two got some things to work out because the rest of the world is having great sex. They're they're polygamous and they're doing tours and swingers and they're having great sex, threesomes and all kinds of sex. So if you're married and you're not having sex, I'm not going to tell you how often I mean. You should know each other biblically (laughs) each week. I'm not going to tell you how often, but you got to establish what's good for the both of you, because um, one is the seed. The other is the rain. And you've got to figure out which one is who. So number 2 sex is for marriage. Number 3 sex is a pleasurable thing. So for a lot of people they take number 1 and 2 out and just keep the pleasurable part of sex, which is why it's so wonderful and amazing and we've been able to attach the business side to it. Pornography and and I won't I won't go into polygamy and all those things too much because that's that's not what this is about. Um But those are the three reasons. Now, here's the deal. Having kids is a big deal. So number one, if you're having sex to have children and you you found that special person, that special man, that special woman, um, you're married, whatever your situation, it is a big responsibility. You would do better in life to have yourself set up to have a good job, have a good car, and be mature when you have these kids. I do not recommend having kids in high school. I do not recommend having kids immediately after high school. I think, because um, this is what we were taught in our marriage counseling class, you should be married for about four years before you have those kids. You know, and and I have friends that you know they want to live with their boyfriend, or live with their girlfriend for a few years before they decide to marry and have kids. Do what you got to do. But what I'm saying is, if you plan on having kids, please spend some time together and get to know each other first. Because having kids before you've even graduated or before you can even buy alcohol, that's just too soon. And we don't all get that chance. Some of us did not get that chance to (laughs) say, no, you've already got the kid. And It's too late, you know, they're beautiful, they're wonderful, they're fun, they're a handful, but I would rather you have them later. The second part of sex, I'm going to sound like a dinosaur when I say this, it is not my world, this is not my rules, you do not have to do what I'm saying, but the second part of sex is marriage. If you're married and you're not having sex and you got married according to the Bible, biblical laws, you are out of line. (laughs) <laughs> that is the only bond other than, you know, just five love languages, being able to communicate, being able to love one another and share things with one another in a beautiful, passionate life. The the fun, the comedy, raising kids. You've got all these great things. The minute you take sex out of the marriage, you have actually taken that man like half of his body out. <laughs> and this is the hard part. You'll learn this later. women you can teach girls this. women after you have a baby postpartum and the energy and the lack and the the lack of sex drive is real. Why should you want to have any more babies? Why should you have any more sex drive when you just did what you needed to do? in the spectrum of life guys, boys, please know this. Um, men have enough sperm, I believe. To impregnate every woman on the planet twice in the same day. That's a lot of energy. (laughs) So while men and boys are constantly revved up, ready for sex every day, ready to go every day, ready for sex, revved up, energy, 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 energy. We are like flowing water. We're like plumbing. Do you shower every day? Do you eat every day? Our sexual drive is pumping and driving every day. Women have an internal clock that changes the moods, what their body's doing. You have a period. You have cramps. You got this. You got that. The cycle, ovulation. Women have all these things happening in their body while all we do is a number one and a number two. (laughs) Like, unless you get kicked in the balls, that's pretty much it. So while men and women are so different in their bodily functions, please understand, understanding each other is very important. It's very key. And in the high school world, I'm saying this now to you uh, high schoolers. Please understand, if you're having sex, one of those three things is going to happen. You're going to... (laughs) <laughs> it is the hard part. I hate to tell you this, but if you're having sex, you're going to have children. I I'm I'm, I'm going to put that a 75% guarantee on you. If you're having sex, you're going to have children. Hopefully not an STD, so be safe. You're going to have children. The other times, it's going to be for marriage. And whether you know this or not, you can study the yoni The the energy, the chakras, the lightning, the Kama Sutra, the DNA pattern, you can study however you want. Laying with someone is forever. Their energy, their essence for men, because of our motion, we are constantly uh, 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 injecting our energy into this woman. And she's receiving all of that. So, like, men, don't get too high on yourselves. Like, I mean, you may think you're, you know, King Ding-a-Ling or whatever, if you want to call it. But, like, a woman can take all that and then push out a baby that's much larger than you. So, men, please understand, she's taking all of your energy. It's like a phone bill. It's like when you go look at your phone bill... If you took all these phone calls, people are going to start to wonder, like, man, you really like this person. So I'm going to be graphic and say with every motion, with every movement, you are becoming that woman's property because her DNA is on you. Uh, Think about that. So if a lot of women want a lot of claim to you, it's because you have a lot of women's DNA on you. So please be careful, men. Like, young boys and ladies, this is also for you. Like, there's only a few people that can just do this as a casual thing. And I'm not telling you to just make it casual, but I'm just saying, like, the energy is real. If you walk away with some hurt feelings, it's not just casual. (laughs) It's not just casual, you know? You got to have some type of setup. That's why I said I won't talk too much about polygamy. I won't talk too much about... Um, swingers and all that. That's not what this is about, but please understand the world of sex is difficult because if you're not doing one of those three things clearly and letting people know mm, wires and, and worlds collide in the way they should not. So please understand if you're trying to lose your virginity having sex, it's for one of those three reasons. You're either creating children, which is one of the most beautiful and great things. And as you get older, you see that your ability to have kids um, for some people is not a reality. And they pay thousands of dollars to be able to do what you did by mistake. The second is being able to honor and increase the bond of marriage. Now, men and women, when they cheat, it's a fight. It's a divorce. You burn the house down. This is why married couples need to own sex in their marriage as best as possible. The third and last reason is is for a casual thing. And this is why parents, we've got to be smart enough to talk to our kids about sex and explain it the right way, or somebody else will. I'm just being real. They're going to find porn. They're going to find Ashley Madison. They're going to go and, and see it with their friends. Um, They're going to go to a strip club and start dating that girl when they, you know, become of age. If you don't teach them the road, they'll blindly walk into it and submit to it all. Some of us as parents, we don't know how to say it because we didn't go through it. Or we weren't brave enough or strong enough in our high school time to be the kid that could speak to the kid we have today. (laughs) We were quiet, we were shy, or maybe you weren't academically strong, so you don't know how to speak academically to your kid. So a lot of times we take our weakness and try to overpower our kids with being loud and yelling and being scary, when really we should just try to find our best way to align them with what makes them learn, with what makes them successful, with with what makes them grow and, and learn that quickly, because I mean... Just imagine ordering Chinese food at a barbecue place. You know it just doesn't fit, or ordering sushi from, you know, like Famous Dave's. It doesn't fit. So don't order the wrong things in 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 the restaurant or wrong things in the right restaurant. You know, last thing, partying. That's the same thing as popularity. You want to party. You want to have a good time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's trash. Like, hey, I'm I'm here to tell you if the legal age of drinking is twenty one, you should not be caring about partying and being out with your friends that much. Like I said, 10, 20 years later, go back and ask them, hey, remember all those parties we had when we were in high school? They're gonna look look at you like you're dumb. They can be like, Yeah, I mean, didn't really help me. Like, I lost money, dude. Like one of my my mom lost her job because of my party. And my mom, had, we had to move, we had to leave. I just came back to the reunion to to say hi to a couple people because I'm going through 12 steps right now. <laughs> like, people are going to look back on your high school popularity and high school partying and be so mad because the more you try to hash it up, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this. And if all that didn't amount to a happy life right now, they'll fight you. <laughs> Real talk. They'll just be like, "Noah." I, I'm not really feeling this right now. You keep bringing up all this stuff that led to me having a horrible life and I'm going to throw you off a bridge. Ah! So the most important thing, let's get to it. It is the classes. It is the schoolwork. And when you get into those classes, you get into that schoolwork. Um, it, it really is beautiful. It, it really is wonderful. Um, You're going to learn things in those classes that are going to help you to build your own business. They're going to help you to grow as a professional. They're going to help you grow as a person. And we can't be afraid as parents to explain that and then also educate our kids at school because the best education is what we build with our kids, not necessarily the learning. I can't remember how it goes, but. Uh, somebody said, I don't let my education interfere with my learning. <laughs> so each class, as I stated earlier, can multiply and, and, and grow into maybe 10, 20, 30 different careers. This is a beautiful thing. And in that high school realm, it's not necessarily that I'm not good at math. I'm not good at English. I'm not good at chemistry. It's just that that kid doesn't understand. They haven't made a connection yet. So we've got to make sure we push, 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 push to keep them with the teacher, even if that means coming up and, and going to to the class. And, hey, hey, Bobby was saying this. Wayne was saying he's having trouble with this. Can you guys sit down and talk about this together? Like, if they're too shy to do it, do it for them. Do it with them. Remember how I said if they're not K-12 through 12, 3.5 uh, 3. or 4.0 they're never going to ask they're never going to ask so it's either going to be the teacher or a tutor and they got to line up with somebody that can help them get it and break it down because culturally if you look um, I never really see a lot of Asian kids care much about football and basketball and track and all the athletics those are entertainment So remember when I said that college isn't for athletes? I don't necessarily believe that it is because a lot of athletes will go, and unless they're an academic All-American, a lot of athletes will go with the plan to just be one and done. Like, they're just going to get a scholarship so they can play in the NFL or the NBA. Like, that's really it. Through reality... They start to realize what I'm saying right now, which is after 15 years, you got to have a plan to make some bread. You got to have something to take the shark tank. You know, we should be building that each and every day with our kids. Do they do? You, I mean, did they even have like a lemonade stand as a kid? Do they know entrepreneurship? The table cost this much money. The cups cost this much money. The, the pitcher cost this much money. And if I sell X amount of cups of lemonade, I make my money back, right? Just simple entrepreneurship, simple business. Do we understand hustles? So in each class, in history, history repeats itself, American history, government, all this stuff repeats itself. We learn how better to move through history. Now, The fact that these people are older makes the story a little bit simpler because there's not much technology or rights or things involved, so they had to create them. So we should be listening really important in government and history and explain to your kids why government and history is important and take as much time as you need until they get it, until it locks in. Have a family discussion about each class if you need to and how it applies to your job. These kids are taking whomever takes the time to explain these things to them as God. They're taking whomever explain these things to them as the reality. So if the video game or the TV or the Snapchat or the TikTok or whatever it is, if that and the kids that they see or hang out with, whomever it is, Whoever takes time to explain these things to your kid until they get it is the God. They're the connection. They're the real teacher. I didn't say it was right. It's just the way it is. So whoever, like I said, think about your first kiss. Who you lost your virginity to. Or who you fell in love with first. Whoever you fall in love with first essentially sets the tone for many things. Your first job out of college, it really dictates, you know, your career growth and like how you see yourself growing and, and what you're doing. It's it's ground zero. Your first business that you, you start up, or the first job you get um out of high school, all of these things will create your story. And that's where the story starts. So the last thing I want to end with. Um, it's just parents, let's just be real. They're not in our world, they're not in our reality, and them having better technology than us is the same story as when we were kids. It's the same story when you were kids. So, if the technology is always better, then every generation that comes after you or us is trash. Like, think about that. So that means we fail failed to do what the wealthy have done, which is plan for the future, plan for the technology and keep their kids ready for the technology. What the wealthy consistently do is take their kids and put them in a scenario where they have to learn a portion of the business and grow in it and grow well with it to the point where they can come back to mommy or daddy and tell them what it is they need to do about their business Or give them a good report on the business to show that they understand the business. That's what the wealthy are doing. It's real time. So they're taking the tactics and the business today and making them flow with it so that it keeps working and they understand it like a drug dealer. The wealthy and the drug dealers are exactly the same. It's the people in the middle that walk around. We've got our hand over our heart, pledging allegiance and got all these emotions, and we forget to plan for the future. We forget that nothing is certain. So kids, parents, please work together on this. Every environment is different. Each scenario calls for different, uh, uh, different circumstances. We're in different years. We got different presidents. We got different opponents. We got different teams. Different conditions, different companies, different classes, different DNAs, different teachers. You're going to have different thoughts than your kids had when they were walking through high school. Now we're in coronavirus. We're doing e-learning. Kids are wearing masks. Everybody looks like a Mortal Kombat character right now. I like it because I, I thought I was a ninja. but And then please keep in mind that the, the mental and social age of things is a key factor. You know your social intelligence and your emotional, um, you know your your social awareness and emotional intelligence are a real thing. It's a battlefield. You know these kids are going to think that they can have lazy wealth. They don't know the value and the beauty of gardening and having a beautiful life metaphorically. You you can have that. That's why I'm saying it might not be a bad idea to speak to your kid as if they're your employee and as if they're your investment versus just being your kid how do you want your investment to grow we're well, going to have to be very specific on the way you want it to grow these companies that create these video games that create these movies that create all the things that get us to make take vacations and go to Vegas and watch all these TV shows these companies know how to wrap up all of our time as adults and kids so please don't Beat on your children for doing exactly what you're doing as an adult. Please don't beat on your children because someone else did a good job of marketing and sales and we did not. I'm sorry. These men and women that spend eight hours a day trying to figure out how to build a better video game did a great job. So don't sell against that. Sell to it. Ask your kid to teach you the video game. Ask your kid to teach you uh, what's so important about this video game. Ask your kid to teach you what it is they like about this video game. And as they start explaining and talking, this is where salesmen start to shut up because they realize they got you. Honey, how do you put your makeup on and, and why? Or, son... You play Mortal Kombat, right? All right, turn on, turn it on. Play. I want to see you play. And then shut it off. Why'd you do that? Why'd you fight that guy like that? Minecraft, Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto, all these things. People have been saying this for years. The devil's in the details. What are the details of the choices that your kid makes? Put on the video game. Take some time to do this. Just sit back. And watch, watch them make decisions. This is like the God's eye view, the 30, 30, 30,000 foot view. Watch them make decisions. Tell them, tell them, hey, I'm going to give you a job making $50,000 a year. You got to pay this for X, Y, Z. Show me how you would spend your money and why you would do it. These are your bills. This is your money. Explain to me why you do what you do. Put them in scenarios where you get to see them think. And, and and walk and talk through things. And then, you know, like I said, the 30,000 foot view, I had to do this with the Boys and Girls Club uh, one year with some junior high kids. It was amazing watching how self-esteem plays a role in these people making decisions about life. Huh, wonder if that happens to adults. So it's a battlefield. And it it's not getting worse. That's That's what's hard for me is, Back in biblical times, kids would see like an arrow go through a grown man's forehead. They'd see people chopped up in half. you know they they'd see everything that our kids are censored from um, on a regular day basis. There's nothing new under the sun. While some cultures are getting worse, some cultures are getting better, but it's not altogether worse. It's just time moves differently for certain you know people throughout history. Um, humanity is humanity. We just have to find the balance, you know. So I want to end with this. Chris Rock um, or not Chris Rock. I'm sorry. Kevin Hart. Ooh, no mix them up. Kevin Hart had a joke uh, where he was explaining to his you know, audience in his last stand up. He's like, now here's the deal. When I go out into um, amusement parks with my kids, I explain to them right up front. We're only going to be here for about 35, 45 minutes. And while we go up to get in these, you know, rides on this line, we're going to go exactly up to the front. (laughs) So he's like, and as we do that, I don't want you looking at anybody. I don't want you talking to anybody. I don't want you looking at anybody in the face. Um, We're going to walk to the front of the line. This is going to make a lot of people upset. So (sighs) it's going to make a lot of people upset. And I want you to know I earned that. I work for this. And this is another reason why I said you got to know what you want to do coming out of high school. Because parents, kids, Kevin Hart's made a lot of money and sacrificed and worked and been beat to have this career as a comedian. What career do you want? What career do you like? What career speaks to you? Maybe it's time to do some career days. But Kevin Hart says this to his kids and he's like, I worked very hard to earn this. I paid a lot of money for this VIP pass. So if you do happen to look at these people on our way out, if you do happen to talk to these people and I'm paraphrasing, he's like, you're going to be driving away with candy canes and fun and all this wonderful stuff. You're going to be eating food at lunch, at dinner you're going to be home comforted and having a great time. They're still going to be in line trash talking about you the whole time. So if they're in that line for one hour, two hours, whatever. That's favor. And you can work for that. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be able to do what Kevin Hart does all the time. <laughs> but uh, it was a great example of, of favor, Like, right? I'm sure for a lot, of, a lot of times, there's a lot of people you would look down on because of what they're doing, but because you don't know what it is they're doing it for. But in Best Man Holiday, um, Morris Chestnut's character said it was about God, family, and football. And with God, you, you've got to be spiritually sound. You can't have a lot of trash involved. And you learn that as you grow up, you don't want more trash in your life. You have to keep a close circle because those friends that were popular and fun in high school, they're not really doing anything now. You know, they've got to show themselves to be valid and invaluable. And, and you want peace. You want organization. You want wealth. And you want understanding. You want that core to resonate in almost as many parts of you as you can. You've got four seasons of lessons to learn, you know, in life. And with family, um, <laughs> you've got your wife. You got your children. You got your blood family, your love family, your close circle. You got your home. If it really doesn't help either one of those things, it's not good for you. And then when it comes to money. You know, you got to do financial planning. You got a budget, so you know how much you cost, so you can know how much to save. You can know how much is actually income. You can make the investments. You can retire and not retire to just you know. Spend 10 years of your life um, finally having fun. But retirement so you can break away from maybe something that maybe you don't want to do anymore. Make room for vacations, you know, and have protection. Have a rainy day fund. Have that six months of income because if you're in high school and your mom gets fired, well, she can't pay a lot of, of bills when she's been buying you Jordans every month. And then there's medical expenses as well. Coronavirus. We're seeing that. You know, last two things are self-interest. You know, what do you love? Stay true to that. Um, you've got newfound loves, newfound things. You got hobbies, favorite foods, favorite habits. You know, w- what's the caricature of of you? And then your friends. You know, married married people have to have married friends. You know, if your friends have kids, you should probably have kids. You know, vice versa. Um, they might be the same sports fan, might have the same interest. You guys might be watching The Mandalorian together. You watch uh, The Last Dragon 87 times together. You've got similar financial situations together. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> so all together, I hope this message, you know, is a blessing to you all and helps you all. Um, the high school world is filled with so many things but I I feel like ultimately parents you've got to be able to be real enough with your kids to where they feel you and understand you on every level and everything they' they're your kids of course they love you of course they want to be in your life and, and want to make you proud and if they don't know that you love them if they don't know that you've ever made them proud it's time to connect a little bit better um, Because, yeah, we can be some punk-ass parents sometimes. I'm going to be honest. We go through things. We have emotions. We get fired from jobs, and and our boss is wearing us out a lot, and we take it out on the family. We can't do that. A lot of times, the parents, we've got to fix us. And if your kid starts hinting at that, that means they can see it. So start to explain more to them why you're stressed, why you're hurt, why you're going through what you're going through. And why you emphasize so heavily that they need to do well in school. It's not about the school. It's about learning and building themselves up to be a a successful human being. The grade is a great hallmark for showing what you can do. But it's how you organize yourself and get those jobs, get that money, grow that career later that impact you so much in life. All right, you all. So this is high school, the secrets, the realm, the world, all that. (sighs) I <sighs> hope you like it. I hope you love it. Please like, love, and share all these messages. Um, I am having a gra- great time with this. 2020 is almost up. And yeah, it's been a rocket and jet fuel for so many great things. And it's it's been hard and, and tough on others. But hey, you can listen to these messages together over the holidays. I love you all. Hope you love me back. I'll see you soon.